0: There are other ways to connect your phone to your vehicle speakers too. You can see detailed instructions when you Google ways to listen to vision.
1: However and
0: wherever you listen to vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music
1: will help you look to God daily. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When Charles and Diana sent out their wedding invitations, King Juan Carlos and Queen Sofia of Spain declined their invitation. They decided to boycott the wedding in order to continue a protest dating back to 1704, when Gibraltar was made a British colony. Charles and Diana had planned to go to Gibraltar to board the Royal Yacht Britannia for a honeymoon cruise. And so the Spanish royal couple chose to draw attention to Spain's historic objection by refusing to attend the wedding. Well, 300 years is a long time to bear a grudge. Now, we will never live long enough to have it in for someone for that length of time, but some people do hold on to offenses for a lifetime. When they do, they usually fail to realize that the ones they are punishing is themselves. When we genuinely forgive someone, we set a prisoner free only to discover that the prisoner we released is ourselves. Lewis Meads put it this way, The first and often the only person to be healed by forgiveness is the person who does the forgiving. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: And thank you for joining us today. Phil here along with author and pastor Ken Legg and an important subject this week, forgiveness. Now, Yesterday Ken shared with us the downward spiral of the unforgiveness process. It all begins with getting angry with someone about something. And then that anger, if not dealt with appropriately, turns to resentment,
1: which ultimately leads to bitterness. Ken? Yes. What I'd like to do beginning today, Phil, is look at another process, that is Jesus' way of winding back that process of unforgiveness. Um, We read about that in Jesus' teaching in Luke chapter 17. Now, as you mentioned, Phil, it all begins with that initial offence. And that's where Jesus began his teaching. He said this, take heed to yourselves. in this matter of offences. be careful not to give offence and be careful not to take offence. Mm, it's a two-way thing, isn't it? We've got to choose it not is. to take offence at things too. Yeah, some Christians are so sensitive and touchy that you, you have to tiptoe around them. In fact, the book of Proverbs says this, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Mm. Uh, it's sad, but it's true. In fact, uh, Phil, you won't believe this, but I heard of a couple once who literally, literally split a home over the price the wife paid for a bag of sugar. Really? Yeah, they, they did uh, internal um, uh, renovations so that they divided the house in two and they never... Spoke to each other again. How much did she pay? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all joking aside, that word offense means stumbling block. Um, a hurt is, you know, leads to that offense. Yep. We, we looked at that yesterday. It leads to resentment, it leads to bitterness. People really stumble over these things. And so Jesus is saying, hey, look, deal immediately with the hurt before it becomes an offense, before it causes you to stumble. And I think God's word, even as I'm sharing it now, can help us in that respect. We respond to God's Word, the wisdom of God's Word, the appeal of God's Word. The psalmist said, Great peace are they that love your Word, and nothing shall offend them. So when we esteem God's Word that high, then we take note of its instruction and counsel. So the first step in Jesus' instructions is, hey, listen, take care. Be careful here. Mm,
0: let's be honest, though, Ken. Sometimes we fail at that very first stage,
1: probably often often, we do. Yeah. Where do we go to from there? Well, Jesus gave four pieces of advice and they all begin with the letter C, so we can easily remember them. Okay. Okay. So the first one we've looked at which is care. Be careful or caution if you like. Seeing the destructive potential of offenses, we need to be careful that we don't give or receive an offense. But as you say, sometimes we do get offended. So the next step is confrontation. Spoke a little bit about this yesterday. If we've tried to deal with the hurt and we cannot, then we're under automatic obligation to confront our brother. Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him. Now, as we saw yesterday, that word confrontation, sadly, is usually seen as a negative thing. But in the context of getting angry and not letting the sun go down on our wrath, Paul says that we are to speak the truth in love, lovingly confront, and that's a positive thing. You know, we have the saying "silence is golden." Uh, sometimes it's yellow. Uh, we just, you know, don't want to confront. We don't want to go through that. But the consequences of not we saw yesterday. You know, at least the things like walking around gossiping, bearing a grudge in our heart, planning revenge, and all those sort of things. Now, I think this is beautiful, Phil. God is so concerned that the matter be cleared up that He's made two kinds of provision for reconciliation: one in the offender, and one in the offended. So. In in Matthew 18, verse 15, Jesus said this, if your brother sins against you, so that means you're the offended one, Okay, go and tell him. And he says, go and tell him between you and him alone. Now, that's interesting. I always say there's grace for the offender and grace for the offended, but there's no grace for the onlooker. We often want to go and tell somebody else. We usually do. We tell everyone (laughs) but the right person, the person who's involved and responsible. So uh, go and tell him. But then also in another passage, Phil, in in Matthew chapter 5, he said, if you're the offender this time and you're going to worship the Lord and you remember that you've offended someone, that he's got something against you, lay your gift down at the altar and go and get right with him. You remember that? Yeah. So you think about this, this kind of scenario. God is speaking to the offender and he's speaking to the offended. So they're both on their way to get right with each other. They meet each other in the street halfway mm. because God has been working in the heart of each one of them. Mm, it's a great picture. And you mentioned the negative
0: alternatives to loving confrontation, like gossiping mm. and slandering and ending up
1: hating somebody maybe who has offended us. That happens, doesn't it? Yeah, and sadly, um, it doesn't end there. You know, health authorities have been warning us for decades that if we fail to deal with hateful feelings, then it's only a matter of time before our bodies give way to disease. Uh, Let me quote to you from a book. It's written quite a while ago, 1963, by a guy called Dr. S.I. McMillan. It's called None of These Diseases. And this is what he said, a quote, Medical science recognises that emotions such as fear, sorrow, envy, resentment, and hatred are responsible for the majority of our sicknesses. Wow. Estimates vary from 60% even up to 100%. Now, this book, which was later revised and updated by this author's grandson, a man by the name of David Stern, who also was a doctor, has been so popular that um, it has several reprints selling over a million copies, and it's still selling well today, something that was written in 1963. That's pretty good. About 20 years before you were born. (laughs) Thank you, Phil. You're a friend for life. (laughs) But this author contends that if we would let go of resentment and learn to forgive, we would see dramatic recovery from a multitude of sicknesses. And the interesting thing, of course, is that he wasn't the first one to say that. Solomon said a long time ago, the merciful man does good to his own soul, but he that is cruel troubles his own flesh. Mm. You said also that our forgiveness of others must
0: reflect God's forgiveness of us. What
1: do you mean by that? Well, every stage that we're going to look at, you see that what God is asking us to do is what He does with us. The first thing that God does with us, He confronts us with the truth about our sin. We've offended Him and we get confronted. That's a part of the gospel. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And then when we hear the gospel, you know, hopefully we respond and we believe and we're saved and we're forgiven for all our sins. Now, Phil, I believe this that getting a revelation of the fact that we've been completely forgiven is the key to our ability to forgive others. Yeah. Uh, you remember that parable Jesus told about the unforgiving servant? I've read this parable many times and I've often wondered if Jesus was making the point that the unforgiving servant didn't really understand that he was totally forgiven. So this is the guy who owed the king money and yeah. and,
0: the, and he begged and pleaded and said, yeah. I can't pay you, and the king forgave him completely. Yeah. And it was a big sum. Yeah. First thing when he walks out of the king's court is he sees somebody who owes him a small amount, yeah. and has him thrown in jail because he can't pay. Yeah,
1: now why would he do that? He, he's probably thinking to himself, man, I've got to pay this debt. Oh, this guy here owes me a few bucks. I'll start with him. Yeah, But he hasn't hurt. He's forgiven. He hasn't got to scrape and get all this money together to pay back the king. He's forgiven everything. completely. And it's almost like he doesn't understand that. And I think those people that understand the totality and the finality of what Jesus did on the cross— that we are forgiven forever. The sin question has been dealt with once and for all. One sacrifice, once forever. Now we're forgiven. You get a revelation of that. It's easier to forgive those that have offended you. You know, freely you've received, freely give to others. And that's the glory of the gospel.
0: some help with something we all struggle with at times, forgiveness. And we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.